Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I am a dead man 
Let's pick up our journey with the party following that map Ellie found in the Dead Rider's saddlebags. You've arrived at a fork in the trail. To your right, there's a bridge crossing to the eastern side. And to your left, the trail meanders inland, away from the river toward higher ground in the northwest. Is Olvido on the side of the river that we're on, or on the other side of the river? Olvido's on the west side of the Rio Grande. Which is where we currently are. I'd like to see if I can use Navigate to remember where it was since I've been by there. You can probably at least determine what the shortest route is from here. I rolled a five. Wow, that's an extreme success. I fucking built that bridge. (laughs) (laughs) You think you remember that crossing the Rio Grande on your right here would put you up against a large cliff face a little further upriver. You think there may be ways to work through that terrain, but it's a long and difficult ride at best. If you go left, you remember that there used to be some Apache holdouts. It's my favorite band. (laughs) I've been by this way before. Fastest way to Old Vito's to the left. It'd take us away from the water. We're just like a day out. We feel our canteens would be all right. Johnny is the only one that has prior knowledge of this Old Vito place. I think we'd be making a mistake to not trust him here. What happens if we go to the other way? What's what's to the right? I mean, you can see I've got another bridge. That didn't go so great last time. Yeah, but we don't have a noose around anybody on this bridge. Old man, you want to take the long way, that's up to you. Hey, I'm just asking questions. Well, yeah, I don't want to say too much, uh, but I did roll a five. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go wherever the sheriff wants to go. Johnny knows more than any of us do. We need to just trust what he knows. The foliage begins to melt away as you work your way northwest. The mountain formations and foothills are now looming as you continue. Everything is barren, and it feels a little unsettling being in this flat, which is the lowest possible ground. Hey Lance, you keep a sharp weather eye out. We may not be alone around here. Yeah, I'll have my eye out and my guns ready. Can I can I ride over to, to Jeremiah? Yeah, you can ride wherever you'd like. Jeremiah, I forgot to thank you for uh, patching up my wound. I appreciate you taking care of me. You're welcome. Uh, where I come from, if you can do something for a failure, you do it. So, uh, you know, just glad to help out. That's what I wanted to ask you about, actually. Yeah, you come from Idaho, correct? Yeah. Did you happen to notice anything strange when you came down this way? Notice anything strange? No, uh, I did hear voices. I heard screams and yells. Uh... But I thought that was just kind of the normal dream sequence I have because of the things that haunt me from the mines. So you have had some experiences in the mines? 
Well, I'm a miner. I've had plenty of experiences <laughs> in the mines. Maybe Lance didn't know that. You know, I'm just, you know. Maybe Lance didn't take any notes from last time. Well, to be fair, it's the West. Everybody does a bit of mining every once in a while. Doesn't necessarily you've been, you've been down in the mines. That's fair. Yeah, I've been down in the mines. I've been up in the mines. I've been all over the mines. I've done my fair share of sifting in the rivers as well. Oh, you're a panner. One of those weak people. Sits out by the river and looks in the dirt. We dig. Where I'm from, son. We dig. Scratch. Claw. Pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. That's what a miner is. You're trying to trip and fall into gold. We're in there getting the stuff out of the earth. Jeremiah, come here real quick. Uh-huh. I'd like you to take a look at my ears and see what you see. That you need to clean them. Are we all just watching this? I, I am. I just love that Jay's trying to show off Lance's cauliflower ears. Maybe we have had different ways of looking for gold. And I don't really appreciate you slighting me like that. I'm just razzing you. It's all right, man. Take a chill pill. How you doing? Again, I, I have to thank you. My wound isn't too bad now. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. So tell me, uh... This feller that shot Ellie's pappy, he's a bad guy? Colin Brooke is one of the most disgusting human beings that I've ever had the misfortune to know. I joined up with his gang, thinking that he was a bit of a Robin Hood. I learned quickly that wasn't the case. You know, these banks, they've stolen from my family back in Ireland, back in Donegal. But when I joined on, I didn't think we'd be killing with no qualms. He's as cold and calculating as anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, that'd be crazy if somebody just went up and killed somebody just all of a sudden, like... <laughs> maybe it's the desert sun, or maybe it's something else that's gotten to him. But he's not the same man that I once knew. He's always been a dishonorable scumbag. But now, I think he may be descending into a little bit of the madness. Now, when you say madness... Like a paranoia... He wanted to rob this research facility. He wouldn't let any of us know about it. Uh, others had their doubts as well. But considering I had my own motivations, I couldn't really confide in any of them. Johnny clearly looks perturbed by this. Maybe spooked is the right word. What's wrong with you, Johnny? I ain't looking forward to this trip no more. Wait, should I be feeling bad about this? You can't hear us, old man. I've had about enough of y'all talking. We just need to focus on what we're doing and get to where we're going. I can't hear you. This is a hollering troop. I'm not going to holler everything. <laughs> You're approaching something that looks quite out of place. It's off to the right side of the trail. It's hard to tell because it's maybe 500 yards away, but... It looks to y'all like some kind of giant figure. Well, can I see what I can see from here before we move closer to it? Not really. You might not have even noticed it if this area wasn't so desolate. It's not living? Uh, you don't know for sure that it's not living, but it's not moving. Are we in like a canyon or something? Can I see for a long ways in every direction? All of the higher elevation is on your left, to the west. Look, I think maybe we should try to find a way to ride around it. 
All the same to y'all, I want to know what that thing is. I would like to see it. Alright, well, let me get my gun out. I think we need to go with Johnny. Just because he's still the one who knows the most about where we're going. And so he'd be the one who could maybe get us out of a mess if we end up in it. The majority that has decided to ride up to this, whatever this is. I have a terrible feeling, but so it goes. Johnny's got his rifle out like he's hunting wabbits. <laughs> I think I think Ellie should probably be the one in the best position to shoot. That's true. She's a crack shot. Hell yeah. I think somebody ought to watch our back. I'm going to go in and take a look at this statue. Who's coming with me? I'll come with you. My best firearms are at close range. I'm coming with my 32 fight and brawl. <laughs> Deadly with a cross. <laughs> I like to think that you're carrying a cross that you've like sharpened one of the one of the points of it. Sure. That's what he's been doing on the ride so far, sharpening that cross. Uh yeah, I am going in on foot with Lance. Lance, is that a good idea? Are we going in on foot as I'm saying that. Now it sounds crazy. <laughs> I think we should have horses just in case we need to get out of there. Maybe I ride with you. We'll we'll double up on this. And I think we should have Ali up in those rocks up there, the sheriff, to, to cover us with that rifle while we go investigate a little bit closer. Yeah, good idea. There is a little perch where somebody can be lookout and have a decent vantage point. I'm going to the perch. I'm going to stay back with Ellie and pray over her. <laughs> Y'all want me to go over there and prove that it's no big deal to ride by it? Jeremiah, what's the name of your horse? Yeah, wasn't there a series of nods? <laughs> Y'all want to know the name of my horse? Yeah, real quick off the top of your dome, what did you name that horse? Me and Mr. Riggles over here. Jeremiah on Mr. Riggles and Johnny riding side saddle are behind Lance approaching this mysterious figure off to the right of the trail. And as you're getting closer, you see that clearly this is the back of the structure. It's facing north, and there's a wooden frame, and you see the supports that are holding it up. There's interwoven willow and vine and branches. They all kind of fill out this figure on top of the frame. It's all taking the shape of a human, like an effigy. It's a wicker man. Y'all, I think we done walked up on Burning Man. <laughs> all right, everybody, everybody take your clothes off. <laughs> I want to look real hard at this thing. I got some eyes and I want to use them. Yeah, if you want to squint real hard with a spot hidden. And that's a 44, which is a yeah regular success. Yeah, after a look, you conclude that whatever makes this thing interesting is probably on the other side. You can see items that are tied onto and draped over the structure, including animal pelts, antlers, and feathers. There appears to be some jewelry, and you're barely making out what looks like the top of an animal skull up high. Y'all, I ain't 100% sure what that is, but there is some bad shit going on here. Yeah, I, I don't like this at all. It doesn't have a good look to it. Maybe I can find a way to sneak up there and peek a look? You could roll for stealth. With my body constantly contorting to match the shape of the rock that I'm next to, like a like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> That's a regular success. Okay, quietly, you're starting to get pretty close to this effigy. 
Would would you say or would I know if this is Native American in nature? Uh, give me an education roll. But since you don't have any expertise in the area, I am going to need a hard success. That is a 28. I'm rolling hot. I feel like people are going to think that I'm cheating, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as Johnny can recall, this would be abnormal behavior for Apache people. They're generally private about rituals and matters concerning death, so, yeah, this is very odd. It's atypical behavior. And as you're thinking about that and getting closer, kind of on the back of that earlier spot hidden, you do notice at the feet of this effigy is a stone circle. I would like to relate that information to my comrades, but this is a rare case where I would like to not holler. (laughs) To use all that stealth and then holler. <laughs> this looks bad. <laughs> yeah, like if he hadn't seen anything, then he could probably he would probably just yell and be like, "It coast is clear." Uh, Woody, <laughs> well, how about you don't put words into Johnny's mouth? All right, fair point. Maybe he should get closer. I'm going in. What do I have to do to go in? You can just walk past it and take a look. Ah, that seems like a way to die. Yeah, we gotta be stealthy about it. You know, I'm gonna let you carry your prior stealth into this action. Okay. Then I'm going in. I gotta know more. You're not gonna, like, walk up and strap a knife on the effigy? (laughs) Johnny's now standing in front of the frame and gets a good look at that animal skull tied to the top. You're pretty sure this is a goat skull with curved horns. Under that skull, as you're kind of taking the whole thing in, you see a blood-red mass about the size of your fist. It's encased in vines. And yeah, this looks like a human heart. And now it might be because you're scared, Johnny, but you think you saw that heart beat for a couple of seconds when you first laid eyes on it. Okay. I feel like I've investigated enough for Johnny's comfort level. (laughs) Cub, do you have a good counselor? (laughs) It must have been your imagination. It must have been. Please roll a sanity check for me. It'll be one point of sanity loss if you succeed and D4 if you fail. Okay. That's a one. Yeah, and the good news is you're still much saner than the rest of your party. As evidenced by our daily interactions. And you are getting a better look at that stone circle at the feet of the effigy. There's some kind of symbol inside made up of stones and branches. And it looks to you like the stem and veins of a leaf, but without the leafy parts. Do I get a good enough look at it that I could recreate that by sketching it in the dirt with a stick later? Let's look at it for about 20 seconds and then you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) And how long will the ambush take? So, it's a simple shape. You can remember it. Johnny is officially ready to leave in the safest and most expeditious manner possible. Yeah, so Johnny shimmies back along the rocks uh, until he gets to where Lance and Jeremiah wait on their horses. Johnny, do you want to explain to me what you've seen up there? They got some sort of, I don't know, human effigy up there, but... It's got a goat skull on it, and there's a... I mean, I may have been off my mark, but that looked like a human heart, and I swear it 
Hell, y'all are gonna think I'm crazy, but I, I swear I seen the thing beat. They got some sort of ritual circle, and it's got a, it's got a symbol on it, and Johnny draws it in the dirt with a stick. Is that like a a leaf or something? I mean, I guess so. Johnny is spooked. I heard about these living tree people where I was from. They ain't no harm to us. I bet we could walk right by it. Are you talking about Ents? <laughs> Are you from Middle Earth? Yeah. <laughs> you calling me a liar, old man? I ain't calling you no liar. I just think you're too scared of it. You calling me yellow? Why why are you why are you coming at me? I'm looking up your fighting brawl numbers right now. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I think we give that thing a wide berth and we ride around. We've come this far though. Shall we do more investigating? I reckon this thing's alive. Um can I kill it? Uh, you could get a lot closer to find out. Why don't we do this? Jeremiah and Lance, you can ride in and take a closer look. While Johnny, what are you going to do? You going to hide behind a rock? Describe to me these rock formations and find me the <laughs> hiddenest of places. Everyone's going to leave Johnny by himself and he's going to get killed. <laughs> Jeremiah and Lance, it's just a short ride to confirm Johnny's account of the goat skull and the human heart. You do see that stone circle with the six-pointed branch shape within. Lance, uh, you looking at this? You got your eyes fixed on this? Is that a heart? Jeremiah, I can't see what you're talking about. Let me ride a little bit closer to you. Why don't you get up Get up there? Get on in there. Cap, I'm, I'm riding up close to him. Uh, yeah, every you're both real close. Everything's in view. You're right real close to me. You're maybe like eight feet away from this thing. Get closer. I'll tell you, it's not a good feeling I have at all looking at this. It looks like a human heart to me. Not that I've seen a lot of them. Well, and you have a body, it looks just like that. Had you cut open Maxwell, you could have had a good look. <laughs> right. Um, you get a gander at that, uh, that fancy jewelry this thing's wearing? I think we should burn it. <laughs> well, tell me. Huh. You, why do you think we should set this on fire? What in your experience says that? Well, I, I don't have too much experience, but I do know that wood burns. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what should we do with this? Should we just leave it be and go on riding through? I want to ask it a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, yes. <laughs> hey, you, quick question. You Apache or what? So interestingly... Yes, you, very interestingly. You don't hear anything except the slight echo of your own voice. But since you're the first person who's really fixed eyes on the goat skull, you do see what appears to be a dull green light emanating from the mouth of the goat. Nope, don't like that. Which is pretty interesting because it is bright daylight and you're still picking up this very... And also because it's a goat skull. <laughs> very slight glow. Hey, uh... Hey, Irish, you catching this light coming out of that goat skull? What are you on about? Look at it. Look at the goat skull. All right, do I see it now? When he says that, you also kind of fix your gaze on the mouth, and you do. You see exactly what he does, that dull green color. I, I would like both of you to give me the same sanity check Johnny did with one for success and D4 if you fail. 
Well, I got a four. Okay. So that puts me down to 46. Okay. You were already kind of low. <laughs> I told you. That's why you make that decision. But that tracks with his character, I think. I got a, I got a two. So I'm down to 53. Yeah, all right. So everybody lost a little bit of sanity. Shockingly, Johnny lost the least, even though he seems to be the most rattled. Johnny sees some shit, man. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a good feeling about this, but I think we should stay calm. Can I roll to get a little insight into that thing? Uh, yeah, I'll let you do that, but only if you get closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, I wanna, get real close. I want to get. I want to get up in it. Can I get up in it and look at it? Yeah, but the problem is the mouth's about ten feet off the ground. But what if I? What if Lance boosted me up? Like if he held his hand out? Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll let Lance boost you. Uh, he appears to be lanky, but he's not lanky as we know. Right. Uh, he's a strong guy, but uh, he's gonna have to agree to that. Hey. I want to go. I want to go get a gander at this thing. You want to come lift me up there? I'll I'll give you a boost up there. That's right. Curious too. All right. So Jeremiah, you're now getting a good look into this goat's mouth. Ha. Ah. Quit moving your head. And will you give me a? Watch your foot, please. I'm trying. Give me a natural world roll. 49. <laughs> and you're 50. Very nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Inside the goat's mouth, you see the source of this dull green glimmer. But, you know, now that you're close to it, it's really faded. And what you're getting is a view of a black rock. You know that this rock is obsidian. And around here, you've heard that referred to as Apache Tears. Or Dragonglass. Or dragon glass. Remember, Jeremiah doesn't know what Game of Thrones is. In canon, he does not know Game of Thrones. All right, so I want to hold it up to the sun. So you're going to remove the rock from the mouth? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm 100% taking the rock out of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremiah reaches into the jaws of the goat and pulls out this chunk of obsidian. And at first glance, you notice that there's this complicated symbol carved into the rock, but it vanishes when the rock makes contact with your flesh. Huh. Why do things always break after I get them from the store? <laughs> the warranty on his uh, Apache tier just ran out yesterday. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get down off you now and take this with us. Yeah, what's your foot again, please? I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. Can I touch the heart from where I'm at? <laughs> you could probably, like, do a little jump and touch the heart. <laughs> it's like, you know, you jump up and slap it. <laughs> can I Can I put my pickaxe through it? Oh. You could do that, yes. <laughs> I'm chaotic good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to imply anything by the way I said that. I was just thinking. <laughs> and now that you've taken a new interest in the heart, you will notice that the heart looks a little grayer and, dare I say, deader than it did before you took the obsidian. Hey, it looks like this meat done spoiled. Reckon if it's going to die, I might as well take a poke at it. Ah. Uh. And then I'm going to unsheath my axe. 
Okay, and you're gonna take a swing, or...? I'm gonna go mining for whatever's in this. Okay. You raise the pickaxe over your head, take aim, and you let the head of that axe drop right into the heart. There's nothing unusual. It's just a disgusting mess of splayed muscle and fluid. I told you there weren't nothing to be afraid of. All right, well, I guess it's time to move on then, huh? Yeah, I reckon once you destroy the heart of a stick figure, you might as well go unless we want to take that jewelry. Ellie, Father Flint, and Johnny are kind of hanging back, just waiting for your report. Y'all, y'all are going to have to dig me out of wherever I was. <laughs> you know that scene in the Hunger Games where he's, like, painted himself to look like the Swampwood or whatever? Like, that's where you're going to have to find me. You have to roll spot hidden just to find Johnny. <laughs> I killed whatever it was. I think Jeremiah has been on the uh, Burning Man party drugs. I was with him when he was up there, and I gotta tell you, it's a little bit questionable, but he's speaking the truth. It's all the same to y'all. I'd just soon get the fuck out of here. And the trail you were following runs north, right past the effigy. Yeah, y'all come on now. Let's go ahead and just ride by it, yeah. Alright, does everyone agree? Yes. As you press on, processing what just happened, you might turn to get one more look at that thing. And those of you who lost sanity are still shaken. You, you might be feeling sick to your stomachs. Hey, are you boys getting hungry? <laughs> I'm picturing like a like a car's gas gauge, but it says jerky on it, and it's lowering as we're con- continuing on down the road. <laughs> as Jeremiah's sanity goes down, his jerky consumption's going up. Did he make any jerky out of that heart? He would have had to roll for science to do that. He's 1% science, so... 1% science, 99% awesome. As you continue your ride, the trail starts snaking back toward the Rio Grande. It's nearly dusk when you notice that the terrain is becoming less barren and rocky. The soil's getting darker the further east you ride, and creosote bushes and yucca plants are starting to pop up around you. And you can hear the river now. We should probably start looking for a place to camp for the night. And as that thought enters Lance's brain, just ahead to the right of the trail, you see a lone cabin standing deep into a vegetation overgrowth. Hell yeah. Even from a distance, you notice that this cabin's dilapidated and almost disintegrating. There's an old fishing pole leaning up against one corner of the house, and some decorative antlers are turned upside down above the doorframe. There's one proper window that you can see, uh, and others that have been created by holes in the southern side. The wood looks to be separating from the mud and clay in many places, and the front door is barely hanging on to its hinges. Would you call it woods? Is this a cabin in the woods? Is that the good side of the trail, like the right side of the trail, or... (laughs) The correct side? Yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, I reckon I could sleep. Can I, uh, can I eyeball this cabin and and see if we can see some bad juju or something? I don't think I have a cabin, like, or like a Bob Vila roll. A Bob Vila roll? (laughs) This old I'd like house. to main, make sure that this thing, this old house is is sound. <laughs> yeah, give me a JoJo roll to see if this thing's made of shiplap. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I roll chip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to demo this house. I'm going to knock out some walls. We're going to get some open concept in there. <laughs> Why don't you give me a um, a spot hidden, I guess? That's a 79. That Oh, wait, that works now. That didn't used to work. Yeah, you got some development points at the end of the last episode. So you just made it, and on the exterior of this cabin, you don't see anything particularly interesting or threatening. It is exactly as I described. Through the window from here, you don't see any movement, so you might think maybe nobody's home. I'm just going to go knock on the door. Do I need to roll at this point? How good are you at knocking? (laughs) No, you can just knock on the door. And there's no answer. All right, I yell back to the party. I don't think there's anyone in there. Hey, Lance, why don't you go ahead and open that door and see if anything's in there? All right, so I kick open the door. Okay. (laughs) Fuck yes. Fucking bad boys. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a cold night. There's no door to this cabin anymore. Wait, he didn't roll strength there. So as I kick in the door, I yell, here's Johnny. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) And then Johnny runs in. And then I do a tight five, and then I introduce my first guest. Please do a tight five. Hi, this place is nice. <laughs> Actually, the inside of the cabin is, well, well, I guess it could be nice for Jeremiah and maybe Johnny, but otherwise the cabin is dark around the edges. There's just enough light pouring in through the holes in the roof and the walls that you can make out a few things. You know, actually, this cabin's a bit bigger on the inside than it looked on the outside, There's a thick layer of dust coating everything, and that includes what looks like a moth or rat-eaten bedroll that sits on top of an old wooden frame. Uh, Also on that side, there's a small writing desk. The furniture's rickety-looking, and the floorboards seem to be rotting in spots. There are bits of broken glass on the ground from where one of the windows was busted, and there's a lot of dirt accumulating around a decrepit old chimney on the opposite side of the cabin. Above the fireplace, there's a mantle with a small frying pan hanging above it. And on the mantle itself, there's a medium-sized metal bowl. Can I go over and check out the fireplace? Basically, I want to, like, see if there's, like, coals that are so warm. All right, so you see some rubbish inside. Rubbish? Oh, dear. Yeah, rubbish. Like, uh... No, no, I know what rubbish is. <laughs> uh, but no coals. You are very Irish, so that's I guess that tracks. <laughs> yeah, no sign of a recent fire being lit. Can I go through the rubbish and see if there's anything of interest? Yeah, there's nothing of interest in the rubbish. Okay. Well, can't win them all. Can y'all just say rubbish a few more times? Hey, y'all come look at this rubbish. <laughs> hey, I ain't seen rubbish in quite a while. I'd like to take a look. There's a shitload of it in here. As you're kind of milling around inside the fireplace... Looking at the rubbish? You do see the damper is closed. Right. What's the damper? The damper has to be totally open before you light a fire, because if it's not, smoke will like start generating in your home. Ole Miss knowledge coming in. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I could be totally wrong. That no, we-, we are being super Texan right now, and I feel like we need more knowledge. You're on chimney talk, caller. <laughs> All this chimney talk's putting a damper on this uh, gameplay right now. 
Well, Lance was looking to see if this was used recently, so maybe it's just another indication that it hasn't been. All right, I'm going to go down there and look under the bed. There's always good stuff down there. I'm going to lie down on that bed and rest for a bit. All right. So Father Flynn, after a really hard day's work, goes and lies (laughs) down on that disgusting bedroll, passing out immediately. Uh, Jeremiah gets down on his hands and knees, and he's taking a peek under the bed, uh, finding nothing but a thick coating of dust. Well, that was dumb. I would like to stomp the floorboards to see if there's like a crawl space or a basement. We're going to inspect the fuck out of this house. I want to find a warp zone. Yeah, after episode one, every inch is getting investigated. Uh, So Johnny's going to stomp on the floor to see what he can figure out from doing that. And he falls through, breaks his leg. And And passes into another dimension. I think I want a, um, probably a listen roll. Well, you tell me. Yeah, I want to hear the hollowness. Okay, listen, is that a thing? Oh, I'm good at that. Yeah, that's a 26. Oh, that's a hard success. Yeah. So Johnny pulls up his leg and slams his size six and a half foot down onto the floor. And you can tell that with just a little bit of effort, you'd be able to pry up that wood with your hands. And based on the sound your foot made, you're pretty sure there's a lot of space down there. Hell yeah. Buried treasure. Open it up without hesitation. And Johnny, without hesitation, pries up the loose floorboard. And tentacles come shooting out. Yeah, unfortunately for Johnny, you get down on the floor without any caution. You're reaching into the space for the treasure you think might be there. And you're met with the claws and teeth of swarming, furious rats that live under the floors. Good. I've got a 73 in rats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this rat infestation is going to catch you off guard, Johnny. Well, you had your mind on treasure, didn't you? Damn right. And instead, you got probably what we would consider two packs of rats. About 20 rats. Two packs? That's a bad rat habit. That's like, yeah, that's a tenth of a carton of rats. Yeah, and they're going to be able to attack you. I have a question about the rules of this game. I have a thing that says dodge. Well, you can do that next time, but on this first round, oh. they're just attacking. Because uh, he's at a he's a disadvantage. Just definitely getting some rats. Yeah, the surprise takes away the dodge. Ugh. Yeah, they succeed and take two damage. So I'm going to say one of those rats took a really good bite out of your wrist, Johnny. Fun. Okay. Y'all, I'm not a large man, and I can't be taken down by rats. I would just like to say that out loud. Is, is two a major wound for you? It hurts my pride. I think we should set the whole house on fire. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Are you, aren't you the one who wanted to burn the effigy? Yes! Yes, he is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I do like fire. So whose turn is it? Well, you got bitten and probably pulled away quickly. Right, once bitten, twice shy. If y'all are going to fight the rats, then I'm going to go by dexterity in terms of the order. So Lance and Johnny, you're tied with the highest dexterity. But this could be like revenge for Johnny, so I'll give you the first action. Goddamn right. I pull out my Bowie knife. Oh, yeah. Not the butter knife. Not the butter knife. That shit was my grandmother's, and it is not for fighting. It is for taunting 
people who are about to be executed. That's what she told me in her will. She had a lot of foresight. Well, well, there's our will, there's our way. So what do I do to stab multiple rats at once? How many rats are we talking about? You got a rat kebab. 20 rats, two packs. 20 rats, okay. Yeah, you're in close quarters combat with rats right now. Um, <laughs> sure. So it's going to be... <laughs> That's a great sentence. <laughs> it's going to be you're fighting brawl against theirs. I'm going to get all stabby. With some rats, and almost certainly fail at that. You mess with Crabbo, you get the stabbo. Yeah, that's a 46. That's a fail. Yeah, so Johnny, in your thirst for revenge on that one rat that bit your wrist, you swing wildly under the floor, these big slashing motions, and just whiffing on everything. Uh, It's going to feel to you like they've dodged your attack. Oh, how convenient for them that they could dodge. That must have been nice for them to get to use that skill that was on their character sheet. You should dodge. <laughs> oh, oh, to be a rat. Well, they saw you coming. <laughs> oh, sure they did. Maybe the rats are more intelligent than Johnny. Yeah, they looked at me and said, that guy's definitely stabbing us next. <laughs> as rats are wont to do. All right. Well, Lance, you'll have the next option. Aim center mass of the mass of rats. Yeah, exactly. So accuracy wouldn't be as important. To clarify, accuracy not important for him, very important for me, though, right? Yeah, for you, they're dodging everything. This is, everything's turning up Johnny around here, is what I'm saying. (laughs) I got a five? Ooh. You created on rats! Hell yes, you fucking cleaned them. Wait, what was the second one? (laughs) A 13? Yes! Alright, well... Go ahead and describe this obliteration. We are literally going to nickname you the exterminator at this (laughs) point. That's (laughs) awesome. Look, I've I've, I've pulled up my guns, both of them at this time, and I I fire them into the mass of rats. The bullet tears through them, and it's a beautiful sound. The squeak and the squealing of those rats, it's magical. And it seems to send a signal to the one or two that may survive that they should get the hat out of Dodge. Are you okay? (laughs) And you look up and we're all just looking at you. (laughs) Hell man, I'm with you. (laughs) And and you think Colin Brock's the insane one, right? Yeah, Lance just looks completely bloodthirsty. Uh, But y'all have a pretty clear view of the crawl space now. And my treasure, which is mine. Johnny, Johnny says that out loud. Did the rats have rabies? Shh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Johnny, you fight through the smell from those dead rats and get back down on the floor. And you can make out something shiny in there. Uh-huh. So you reach into that open space and pull out a pouch. It's tied up with reflective gold thread and, well, covered in blood now. Sure. You can open that pouch and pull out this roughly cut stone relic. It looks very old, and there are hieroglyphics on the front side. To you, Johnny, the hieroglyphics look like two men wearing masks, uh, one with a bird and the other with a dog, and the men are lifting up a bird. It might be a stork. And above these creatures is some kind of intricate symbol, but most of the etching has been worn away by uh, time or water or something. Uh, It doesn't really mean anything to you, but it's weird and it's interesting, so 
Maybe it'll make you rich. Okay. So what, is this thing like bigger than a bread box? Like, no, it's actually quite small. Uh, maybe the size of a belt buckle. It's like a belt buckle. Oh, hell yeah. Can I wear it as a belt buckle? Do it. Uh, sure. There's no clasp or peg. Like you can't attach it to your belt, but I don't know. You can kind of tuck the artifacts behind the front of your belt and kind of looks like a buckle. Sheriff, what do you make of this? Yeah, honestly, I don't know what I'm supposed to make of it. Uh, you could roll history for me. Okay. 71. Okay, well, your history, it looks like it's 5%, so that was a long <laughs> shot. And you look at it and have no idea what the hell it is. <laughs> Shit. No clue. And I say, well, uh, don't mind me, it's just my belt buckle. That's exactly what it is. Um, so for the rest of you, how are you feeling about this cabin investigation so far? Does the desk have a drawer? It does. Can we look in it? Absolutely. Okay. Rats. <laughs> More rats. <laughs> Ten rattlesnakes. No. <laughs> All right. Ellie opens the drawer, and inside there is a pistol, uh, a thirty-two. Yes. How many pistols you need, Sheriff? Don't ask me personal questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff, I'm just saying some of us don't have pistols. Is all. That's all right, though. I understand. And there's not like one of those secret drawers. You know how desks can be. <laughs> you know how desks do. <laughs> like like older desks. You know how they have the little hidden space where like you can put sensitive things. Porn drawers. You can say it. Yes, yeah, let's find a hidden compartment. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. What is it again? If it's double zeros. Uh, is it zero, zero, zero? No, it's like double zeros and four. Oh, that's good. That's a four. Okay. Holy crap. Yes. If it was all zeros, that would be a hundred, which is a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, so rolling a four, you have extreme success. So in the back of the drawer where you found the pistol, there's a false back. You can kind of tap on it and realize that you could just take the thing out, maybe get your fingernails in there a little bit. So you do that, and you find a journal. I knew it. I knew there was a journal. Yeah, so it's grungy. It has this soft cover. Uh, it's made of some kind of leather, and it's worn and faded. Maybe it used to be mahogany, but now it's a muted brown. And there's nothing else on the cover itself. But when you open the book to the first yellowed page, you see that this is a research log from someone named Kate Caldwell. Is there a rock hammer inside the book? No, are you trying to dig out of here? Ellie, the first few pages of the journal are seemingly ripped out, and the whole book's pretty delicate. And when you get to the first readable page, you'll see some notes on what you assume is an ancient artifact. And just below that, an entry catches your attention because it's been circled a few times, and it's titled, Readings from OHE 17968. I came across a rather fascinating collection of untranslated stories on the artifacts that were uncovered during archaeological expeditions to the northern regions of Egypt. These languages have been mostly forgotten, but given my experience in symbology of the early Egyptians, 
I will be able to describe these pieces over the next several months. This is most exhilarating. The next entry you come across, it's even more worn than the rest of this book. It's very faded, uh, but you can make out part of it. The hieroglyphics suggest to me the story of a god or mage who must mutilate one's soul amongst other atrocities. I dare not write those here until... An ink stain blurs out some of the words here, and then it continues. I must spend more time deciphering these messages. Ellie, the further you dig into this book, the more convinced you become that there's something related to the occult going on here. And at that realization, you might instinctively close the book. Is, and I'm asking Alex, are you, are you sharing this information with the rest of the team? So I would share it with Lance. I love that you're all showing like one person what you find <laughs> here in this 12 by 12 cabin. We have alliances. <laughs> Is there a sleight of hand we need to be rolling? Okay, I'm not necessarily <laughs> hiding it, but I want to I wanna ask Lance about it. Focus on Lance. Yeah. Hey, I'm fine with that. Uh, Lance, what are you going to do with this book? Can, can he roll something to see if he knows something about it that... Yeah, that'd be a good point. Um, I mean, you could give me an occult roll. <laughs> Where I have five? Do it. Yeah. Hey, she got a four? You got this? 71. All right, well, Lance doesn't have anything insightful to add about the book, but you do open it up and find another entry. I have seen something during my walks around Lake Matoka. I glimpsed a figure with long limbs and glowing eyes. Then it was gone. I would not be writing of this were it not for the dream. That dreadful dream of a black, faceless beast haunts me, and I truly cannot say whether it was actually a dream or not. And after that entry, you can kind of thumb through some pages and see that Kate traveled to places like uh, Edinburgh, Arkham, London, and Cairo. Uh, beyond that passage, Lance, the book is Greek to you. Maybe literally. Uh, the writing devolves into symbols, scribbles, and unfamiliar language. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really sorry about this, Eddie, but uh, Alpha Pi Rho Sigma Chi Epsilon I don't know nothing. Those were the great characters that I knew. Yeah, no, we're with you. <laughs> hey there, Sheriff, what you reading? <laughs> what, are you guys, what are you guys up to over there? Hey, nice belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I showed her the belt buckle. It's nothing. I mean, it's not impressive. She agreed. <laughs> Can I take a look at it and roll for a cult? <laughs> he said in character that's fine okay come on now oh shit 97 <laughs> if you had gotten if he had gotten 100 would the book just burst into flames or something so jeremiah on the fumble takes hold of the journal and he's pretty sure he's going to be able to figure out what's going on he opens to a page near the end of the book and reads this passage the darkness has given me another sign. Was it a dream? I was asleep, but awoke to mud on my shoes. I am headed to Miskatonic to find the next fragment. I know it is there. The next piece of this godforsaken puzzle. I must keep my head right for Dr. Henry. 
And this is the last thing you see. He is done. He is coming. And Jeremiah is excitable. I'm excited. So when you're reading this, you accidentally tear out a couple of pages and just then a draft blows through the cabin and those pages fly right out of the opening where the door used to be. (laughs) That's what you get for kicking the damn door in. (laughs) Yeah. Way to assign blame. I can't believe you've done this. Do we have a title of the book? No, there was nothing on the cover, but it looked like a research journal. You have a body too. Jeremiah, why don't you go on out there and see if you can find those pages? All right, I'm going to go run around outside. Uh, Alone. (laughs) And why don't you leave your armaments inside? (laughs) I'm taking everything with me. So Jeremiah turns to exit the cabin, and there is a man standing in the doorway. (gasps) Whoa. His sunken, narrow eyes are fixed on you, Jeremiah. The leathery skin on his face is covered with scattered patches of wiry white hair. Hey, this guy's good looking. (laughs) He's wearing a wide-brimmed hat. It's made for a man with a much larger head. His clothes are covered in dirt from head to toe, and you can't even guess the original colors. You can see how bony his legs are through large tears in his pant legs. In one hand, he holds an overfull sack over his right shoulder. The other hand alternates between scratching his face and elbow. Ah, you've stumbled upon this old house. Interesting, is it not? Move aside, young one. I have things to say. Many things. I've been around the block a few times, old man. You want to go? <laughs> I see you have some spark to you. That is good. You will need that. However, I am afraid you are not ready. I'd like to shoot him in the foot. We always instantly go to attack mode. <laughs> I'm going to shoot this guy. To be fair, I, I said I was going to shoot him in the foot so it wouldn't be like a femur mess. This is the first person who has not tried to kill us the second they saw us. And so we just decided to kill them instead. No, I was kidding about that. All right, well, why don't you come on in and tell us where we are? You invite me inside? <laughs> I lived here once, but yes, I will come inside. Also, what's your name? (laughs) Sparky. I was once known as Sparky, long ago. You and my horse, Mr. Riggles, would get along. (laughs) We need a fire, you betrayer. And his eyes fall on Lance. Go outside around back, fetch some wood, and we will start a fire. So I'm going to go outside and fetch some wood. Okay, so Lance, maybe he was just taken aback by this man, uh, but he listens. He goes outside around the back of the house and finds a little pile of wood. You can collect some and return to the house with it. It's been a long journey for me. I shall sit. Bed's quite lumpy. Well, you'll have to shove the priest off of it. Yeah, and wipe off some rat cuts. And he does sit himself down on the bed next to Father Flint. Sparky, can I ask you a question? (laughs) Yes, inquisitive. I like that. Ask your question. Do you have any knowledge about foreign languages, perhaps? Ah, language is a funny thing, isn't it? (laughs) I know some very old languages, yes. We have this book. 
Would you mind taking a look at her? Ah, her. I believe I have seen her, but I will look at your book. Where did you find this journal? Well, it's a crazy story, but we were attacked by these rats, and we were trying to find their nest. Sparky, you mind if we uh, impose on your hospitality? Uh, we're looking for somewhere uh, somewhere warm to crash for the night. Yes, you shall stay. As you can see, there's ample space on the floor. Let me get this fire going so we can have a meal together, my new friends. Sparky slings that bag off and over his shoulder, and it crashes at his feet with a cloud of dust. He begins rifling through the contents of the bag, tossing out an assortment of strange items on the floor. That includes turquoise jewelry, a variety of mushrooms, leaves, and other plant pieces, small rocks, crumpled papers, and even ammunition. After a minute or two, he finds what he's looking for. Yes! Here we go. Then he hobbles his way over to the fireplace and lights a fire. Uh, He stokes it for quite a while before taking down a bowl from the mantle, uh, which you now believe to be a copper bowl. And he pours what he found in his sack into the bowl, then starts mashing it with his fingers. It's kind of like a mortar and pestle, but his hand is the pestle. Sparky, I'm not going to lie. It's been a grip since I had a mojito. I am down with what you are doing, my dude. (laughs) So he's he's working on it. And you are all, unless you want to speak to him more, you're just kind of watching him in awe. Because the way he moves his body is jarring and kind of everything about this man is strange. You see, one thing you need to know about this world is that it is nothing. There are powers that you should not tamper with. Sparky turns to Jeremiah with the firelight dancing across his face. Yet there is always one who pokes at the heart of powers he does not know. Cannot comprehend. You cannot see yet. So I must show you. Then Sparky looks up from what he's doing and smiles at all of you. It's a knowing grin that is... It looks like it's almost too wide for his face. Yes! Y'all are weirding me out. (laughs) (laughs) He takes a handful of what is like an ash or dust out of his bowl, and he throws it into the fire. Immediately, the flames turn green, and smoke starts to heavily billow from the fireplace and fill the cabin. Uh, sorry, uh, did, did you not open the damper? <laughs> <laughs> Father Flynn is startled awake, and all of you are coughing and coughing, and you're feeling your bodies being pulled in every direction, and your hearts sink down into your stomachs. Then, only darkness.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.